This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from Fourth Wing with mentions of Iron Flame, Shadow and Bone, and the Black Witch Chronicles. For full list, please see show notes. There's also conversations surrounding suicide. everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are celebrating our third anniversary. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, Akafe. Can you believe we've been doing this since like, what was it? We started going live December 2020. Yeah, Winter Solstice 2020. I mean, granted, we were planning forever. Then we had to just put our heels in and start going live and recording because it was terrifying uh sometimes sometimes (laughs) it does feel that yes we've been doing this since 2020 uh but sometimes no sometimes no it feels like we just started and everything is fresh and new just like this uh we have not really had time with the holidays to sit down and have a really full fun recording like we're doing today and we're a little bit rusty and out of practice so this is very fun uh, that we are doing this again. And, I, you know, and also time is a construct. I think we, we forget that, too. We're like, what? 2020? And here we are, 2023. End of. And we get to catch up because, I, I, I mean, if anybody is unfamiliar with our structure for our anniversary episodes, we tend to... Um, reflect on all of our episodes that we... Um, that we went over. So like whatever episodes we covered in 2023, each of us have picked an episode that we either wanted to revisit, reflect, reread, rewatch, rediscover. Because if, if you've been following for a while, you know, one of the things that we love to do on the podcast is kind of revisit things with a different lens and a different perspective and to see if any of that has changed or if we're still, you know, thinking our same thoughts. And that's what's always fun. So here we are. Laura, um, are you, are you going to share what you're talking about? You're going to wait. No, <laughs> I'm going to wait. Say it now? I'm, okay. No, no, I'm going to wait. Uh, we have not, Jessica and I have not even hinted. Okay. When I say we haven't hinted, <laughs> Jess told me what month she was like picking from. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I went and picked mine. It was like, it's nowhere near hers. And that's as much like, as much as I did. Jess is like, did you go look and see like what I could pick from? I was like, absolutely not. I was so nervous because I feel like if I told, like I told you the month and I go, if she looks at it, she's going to know, she's going to know what exactly it is. And then I was like, maybe she'll narrow it down to two, but she's going to be confident if she's a betting person that it would be the one with a, like a 1% chance that it would have been the second one. Oh, no, absolutely not. I took no chances. I will be completely surprised. And Jess, I think mine will just blow your socks off. And I'm so excited. But uh, as I told you before we started recording, I would love for you to go first. I love hearing you talk. I love it. I love it. Please, please tell me. Please tell me. Okay. So if you have been following the podcast all year, 
you may know which episode I'm about to say. Um, and it is not a book. I revisited Laura's PTSD moment with me. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched <sighs> The Virgin Suicide. <laughs> and Jess, how, how, how did, wait, no, 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 cut the bullshit. You know? Cut the bullshit. How did you find it? What do you mean, how did I find it? I found did it. You it was... Did you enjoy it this time oh, or did it, you not enjoy it this time? I enjoyed it more than I mm-hmm. expected. Oh my gosh, you can see me blushing <laughs> I enjoyed it more than I was expecting. I think I, you know, it's also, uh, it is a very rainy day here. It is cold. I was in bed. I was under the blankets and I just like vibed. And I also think revisiting it. I mean, there are still some gripes that I have, but it was, it's more gripes on the patriarchy. (laughs) Um, and I, I feel like those were more of my frustrations, but I appreciated it more in a sense of we're coming out of the summer of Barbie, the summer of girlhood, the solidarity that comes with being a woman, the sisterhood, and the lens that the media has also um appreciated women carrying the economy and um just lifting everybody up and all of the tiny nuances that Sofia Coppola um, adds into this that I don't think I was, I, I don't know where my mind was at that time, but I, defi- I definitely didn't even think of the everyday things that she depicts in this movie the way I did in this rewatch. Ooh, interesting, interesting. We should also say, like, uh, Priscilla, another Sophia, <gasps> is out as well. So, like, there's this, there, like, the vibes are immaculate, right? Like, it, it, and she has such, and that was like my first Sophia Coppola movie that I watched. And then I haven't watched Priscilla yet, but just reflecting on some of her um, catalog, she does have a very, just like we say with Baz Luhrmann, has a very, like, you don't know, if you didn't know who was directing it, you can watch it and know that he directed something and it's his movie and it has his, like, imprint on it. I feel like seeing, like, revisiting Sophia now, she has that same distinct, um, vision she does i absolutely of course i mean you're never gonna hear any complaints from me so (laughs) can it take 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 me take us take all of us through this like you so you obviously you scarred me for life you didn't like this movie (laughs) um this like like deep like part of of my like childhood but uh you you revisited it you have a different appreciation for it uh what you say you still have some gripes about the patriarchy as you do it's a movie that's deeply about it and while also being about sisterhood, kind of what what do we like here that we didn't? Um, well, I think I like paid attention to the littlest details that I didn't beforehand, because like even from the beginning, which follows the pattern. I rewatched. It follows the pattern of anybody who's not familiar with the pattern. Laura um, brought this segment to our podcast about if something is kind of um, the plot is kind of shown at the beginning of the movie or like the first couple chapters of a book, including the prologue um, of how the rest of the movie is going to lay out, which I mean, we probably discussed it um, in an informal way um, without noting the pattern. But, you know, it's Cecilia was the first to go. 
which implies the rest are going to follow later. Um, and same thing with, again, the doctor. You're not old enough to know how bad life is. Like, why are you going to unalive yourself? And she's like, obviously, doctor, you've never been a 13-year-old girl. And sometimes it's like, and, and I'm not idealizing anything, um, but it doesn't stop at 13 a lot of times, this, you know, and it was just it sets the whole tone it set, like of the movie. It sets everything up. Um, but it was talking about the details. It was like the intro. Remember when we, we reflect on our cult classics and you see like the yellow font or like Columbia Pictures or TriStar or something. This is in its very own way. Um, it's girlhood. It's the doodles. It's the font. It's the open, you know, when you're learning to establish your own penmanship it's making your you know are you putting hearts over your eyes or, or as the dots instead of a dot or like open start like all of those little things that are so specific to being a girl to being like and you know trying to be like i want to make it my own but i also want to have you know how do i want to make my ampersand like again the littlest details and even uh, you know more interviews actually came out with sophia because of Priscilla um, this year that I was also, you know, more we're coming, you know, we'll have links and show notes and stuff um, since we had our um, initial episode. And she was like, the best parts of the film were when they were running out of film, because that's when she felt like the cast um, and the sisters were like in their girlhood because they were bored. They were doodling. They were playing with each other's hair. She goes, all of the other stuff. She was like, like, she was like, we ran out of so much film because again, it was like in the nineties, they were using physical film. She was like, we were running out of film because the good stuff happened when everybody started getting bored. That's so special, right? right. It, it, it's so special. And like how, and, and this specific like lens of girlhood, I, I'm thinking specifically of when uh, one of the boys goes to the bathroom when he's there for dinner and it's just like walls of tampons, right? It, it's little, as you say, little details that you don't find in a lot of other movies because a lot of other movies are like a drama or a comedy or, or it's, it's played differently. But here it's, it's more, it's soft yeah. and, 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 and whimsical in a way. And kind of like a watercolor portrait of girlhood. And, and of course, I love it. And so what, what else, what else did you find here? I think, I, I think seeing also the interviews, cause I was taking it, I, I read the interviews after I watched the movie for the third time. And it was understand, like I picked up on it watching it. But Sophia, I mean, granted, she's a filmmaker. She's a director. She knows how to sell it and put into words what we're visually seeing. And she also knows how to put um, visually what she is imagining. And one of the things was like she was, you know, her dad, this is her first directorial debut. And one of the things that, you know, she did on set or her like her father you know, everybody knows who her dad is. Um, he's like, you need to yell action. So, um, you're loud. People know that you're the one in charge and you're the one that they're going to take, be taking directives from. This is your movie. And she's like, 
but dad, this is how I do it. And again, this is just like, it also reminds me of um, Greta Gerwig, where um, she's like, well, this is how I'm going to do it. And there is a softness um, that, you know, we can be strong females and be in our, you know, we can be in our both our masculine and feminine energy. And there's a way that you can approach things that doesn't have to be aggressive all the time, but still um, commands that respect. And, you know, I, I think there's, you can see that reflected in how the movie panned out and that how it still transcends over 20 years later. Your gripes are still your same gripes or do you have different gripes? It's, you know, I understand that it the gripes are intertwined with the girlhood and being a girl and in our society. And this was like in the 19, like this movie took place in 1975. So like when they had the the party in the basement and the boy is like, Oh, well, this is what, what my focus is. My parents really want me to go to Yale. You know what Yale is, right? And I love seeing the girls on social. Um, it's on TikTok a lot where guys are just mansplaining things in bars. So then you have just the most obnoxious, sarcastic remark and response that makes them think that you're being serious. Like, oh, yeah, the community college. Yeah, I've heard of it. And they minds explode but that wouldn't have crossed anybody's mind in 1975 maybe lux lux definitely would have been a ball breaker which i absolutely love lux is really something else i mean uh, obviously like kirsten dunst love her love her she is an icon honestly she is something else in this movie she is fantastic you know she's a stone fox uh, Josh Hartnett. So is Josh Hartnett. He's Ooh. still and or or like that. That's another thing. I mean, granted, it's not so girlhood specific, but it's like he wanted his at uh, like his tardy slip to be dismissed from class, and he's flirting with the school, you know, the school secretary who's engaged or married. I didn't notice her the ring on her left finger, and I was like, oh, she's one of those. She's probably going to be one of those teachers that we find, you know, getting reported. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Josh Hartnett, though. Josh Hartnett, though. Did you ever have, like, the teen magazine? But this is, again, like, girlhood. They would, they would like, it would be Josh, and you have, like, the fold-out posters. But, like, his nickname on the teen scene was Josh Hotnet. It's <laughs> just then, so funny. Again, it's funny, but it's so specific to a very certain time. And a very certain, like, like it's a com- it really is a community. It is. It, it, it is. And it kind of shows now again just i am i'm thinking specifically see again you you just like burn this into my mind one of your gripes was like uh these these boys like they're like calling them on the telephone like and and like that was one of your gripes and to me i and i did i think take the time to like explain like that to me as a child was like such a uh like act of love and like devotion that those boys were showing like uh do you still feel this way um no no <laughs> now i had the technical part of it down <laughs> now i was more focused on the technical part of it i was like how are they calling but the girls aren't answering the phone and then i remember saying somebody showing like you would pick up the phone the phone would already picked up off the line and you would be like releasing it so that was the tech but then i was thinking about the music part of it It, i 
focused less on the boys in that specific scene. And I was focusing on the sisters communicating through music. It's like when, and I, th- and I think it also brought me to a place since then, uh, since watching it, I should say that, um, a lot of reflect, like a, a lot of reflectiveness, a lot of like, things that have come up that I was like, oh, didn't realize I compartmentalized that for 20 years or whatever it is. Um, different memories have become unlocked since watching this. And I was like, I remember writing in my diary. And I remember writing song lyrics because I didn't know how to convey my feelings, but the music did, um, or like certain lines from songs did. And Sometimes I like I found a diary that I was just like, I never wrote in it, but I would just I just have quotes and music lyrics that like directly correlate to where I was in that moment. And again, completely forgot about it when we were recording me initially, but then watching it this way, I go, they're showing their feelings They're This is where they are at their life. And this is also based on the lyrics that they were only allowed to listen to because, as we know, their mom like burned and broke like all like she's like, no, not Aerosmith. Like Aerosmith smoked, spoke to so many people. And I feel like we still go through that now, even when we're, you know, we just, you know, the Spotify wrapped just came up and sometimes we have like our feel good music. And then sometimes we're like, we're still very deep in our in our emo feels. I just went to like the something corporate concert a couple of weeks ago. So, and those, those lyrics are still like, this is the most pivotal time, like crying during the first time we listened to Constantine live after however many years. That's so special. Okay. So you had like a really special time with this. Uh, so, so I, I just like kind of going through it. The end, did you have a different reaction kind of to the end or, or, uh, more jarringly, did you still feel the same way about Josh leaving, leaving Lux, uh, on the field in that beautiful shot of her like getting up with the tiara? I think it's a beautiful shot. I just, I, I don't remember what my initial opinion was. I still think he's terrible for doing that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not having and then when he's like, Oh, like she's still the one that got away, like when he's mm-hmm. like in his older version, I'm like, fuck you. But I'm also thinking of like all the people that we know personally, um, who I kinda love. <laughs> absolutely not kinda, that those are the same people who are hitting up the people that we know, um, to be like, hey. I'm still head over heels in love with you. And you're like, you, you, you're damn right you are. Of course you are. Of, of course, course you, are. you are. Like, as you should be, like, obviously. Uh, but, oh, this is so exciting then. Okay, so has this now made you more likely to go watch other Sofia Coppola yes. movies? Yeah. Yes. It took this time because I wasn't sold on it before. But now I want to, like... Some like the major the major ones like I want to go you know Marie Antoinette yeah obviously Priscilla um the bling ring I think the bling ring would be so fun um I know she did Last in Translation I think um I'm not exactly sold on that one um but the three the previous three that I named off the top of my head absolutely what is it about this final or I say final like this third rewatch that made you be like yeah you know what I do want to check out her back catalog um I think it was just 
one, the interviews. I am huge. I mean, you know what I do for work. And I think some of the most interesting, um, some of the most interesting background stories and those details are what will sell me on, on, uh, on media sometimes. Um, because you're like that thought the, to go into something knowing that that there's something in the forefront of her mind, knowing that she is like such an advocate of, um, a female perspective and a softness that comes with it. Um, and, the complications that also come with being a woman too, because they were like, she, this, this movie, and I can't remember if we talked about it in our first episode or our initial episode. Um, she wasn't the original writer. The original director and writer was a man. And even though the author is written by a man, I can't imagine. And again, I wasn't around in 93 to know like the success of this as a book. Um, but I can't, I feel like her lens um, her, her, her female lens and approach to all of this is what made the book what it is. Agree. I obviously I agree. Of course. Uh, I'm so happy that you like got here. This, this is joyful. I know. And like, it was like all the little things, like all the little things, like again, like them piling on the bed, them piling on the floor, like little things that mean nothing to no one except like you and your friends. Like some of our, best weekends that we do aren't doing anything we're just like we're just on the couch eating ordering food and watching tv under piles of blankets it's sometimes that's all you need yeah oh oh this is so lovely oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) dude i think i i have no questions obviously anything else you want to share about this um no, I feel like I, I touched a lot. I mean, the journalist still bothers me. Why are you quoting and talking to a minor without? Again, these are all things that are very specific. You know, us having this conversation in 2023. Um, and, you know, this is 1975. It was a very different world. Uh, I mean, yeah. And then there are, of course, we're also in 2023. So you see everything happening. So it makes me question if I was ever going to be a parent, I might turn into the mom. You're not allowed that People are terrible. People are terrifying. So it's better off I'm not a parent. Are you like... Have I been redeemed? I'm worried. You were never never, in a situation where you had to be redeemed. Ever, ever, ever. I never questioned it ever. Your taste is always immaculate. As always, this is why uh, this episode is such a fantastic opportunity and why uh, the opportunity to reflect on something is perfect because you can learn and grow and reevaluate and see, uh, like maybe you were in a funk. Maybe the mindset was different. Like, you know, it's good to reevaluate things. Well, and yeah. And I think that goes for everything because we, it's, it's fun. And this is all within the, pre- like, the premise of a like less than a year you know we talked about it in maybe it was like february or march um i think we watched it in february um but it's been less than a year and how and i I think this goes for everything that we discuss i mean there are things you know look at 2020 as a perfect example of like what we were reading at the beginning to like how it ended and how it how it inspired like this whole community of us to like talk about things more and definitely deepen our friendship and some of the conversations we've had oh absolutely oh my gosh ah okay uh 
Are you, you're done? I'm ready. I'm ready. ready? I'm wondering if... Are you ready? Wait, are you, are you going to kick off with the Thanksgiving story or no? Uh... No, this is what I'm going to do. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Jessica Marie and listeners. Okay. Strap in. I, do I know? Ready. Am I going to have an idea? I feel no. like I don't. No. Uh, we're going, we're going to Bezgayeth. We're going, we're going back to Forthwick. <gasps> no fucking way. We're going Holy to Forthwick. Holy shit. I was not. <laughs> For a second, my brain glitched because I was like, Bezgayeth. We're going to Bezgayeth. The Black Witch? No. <laughs> No, no, we're 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 back with Zayden. We're back with Violet. No I went back to fourth way. I will tell you why. Are you ready? You want to know I'm why? So fucking ready. All right. All right, I'll tell you why. So this episode is uh, airing in December. So this is after my Thanksgiving travel situation, and mm-hmm. that situ that situation involved a conversation with a person that I like deeply respect. Okay, this is a cousin. Uh, on my husband's side of the family that I've known for a long time, like obviously is almost as long as I've known him. And she, she, she said something wild and out of pocket to me, this person that I deeply respect. She looked me in the eyes. She looked me in the eyes and she said, I'm almost done with fourth wing. <laughs> Liam has just died. Spoilers, I guess, for fourth wing. <laughs> Oh, spoilers. Fourth wing spoilers. Fourth wing spoilers. Liam has just died. And I looked at her like, you said your brain short-circuited. My brain short-circuited. I went, huh? She's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm reading fourth wing. It's what everybody says you should read after you read all of the Sarah J. Maas stuff. And I went, huh? (laughs) What? Mm Mm-hmm. Cousin, cousin who I deeply respect, who, who is like, has a very like high, she's, she's wonderful. I love this person. So my brain is short circuiting. I was like, (laughs) oh, uh uh-huh. Okay. Do we like it? Do we like, (laughs) cousin who I deeply respect. Um, do we like it? She's like, yeah, it's great. Like it's, you know, I love it. I I love it. Like, you know, and then uh, she goes, I hate Zayden. I hate Zayden. But I, I was like, okay. Okay. Wildly not what I was expecting. So, so, okay. So I was. Especially after reading all of SJM. I know. I know. I got more. I got more. I got more. Okay. So this was after, this was after a couple days. And so she finishes, she finishes the book and she comes up to me. She's like, so I finished it. Like I finished it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and of course I still am like brain dead on this. And she's like, yeah, the cliffhanger. And I, I had just finished Iron Flame, which also kind of ends on a cliffhanger. And I was just like, what happened? And she told, <laughs> she told, she told me, it was like the brother. And I was like, oh yeah, the brother. Fuck. Uh, I was like, did you like it? She's like, it was really good. Like she's all in, like she's all in. And I was like, shocked. I was so surprised. I was like blown on my ass by this. Um, one, because she hated Zayden with her full chest by the end of it. She's like, I fucking hate this guy. Which, Even like, by the end? Yeah. Like, she's like, he betrayed her. He lied to her. He's like, all of this stuff. I don't trust him. He's older. Than, like, all of this stuff. Like, and, and I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. But we like it. She's like, it's action. It's fast paced. And I was like, Okay, so then I started asking her about like the tropes, and I was like, you know, and like the the lightning, the that you know, in the beginning. She's like, oh yeah, no, like it's just it's fun, and I was like, uh huh, okay, 
okay, this person who I like love and deeply respect, who's like, you know, uh, da, da, lo- okay, okay, all right. So I, I like the good little little person that I am for research, uh, th- went back in. I went back into Fourth Wing. Wait, you reread Fourth Wing over I Christmas re- I, or Thanksgiving? I reread, I reread Fourth Wing over the past three days preparing for this and i i also did it for a second for a second reason uh rebecca yaros author author who we have thoughts about she she uh has said in interviews just you're talking about interviews i have my own rebecca yaros has said in interviews that violet's second signet the clues have been there all along because we still don't know what it is like no spoilers at the end of iron flame no idea uh but she's like the clues are there and i was like all right bet i just finished iron flame let me go back and reread fourth wing with like all of the knowledge of iron flame and let me one just kind of like read for fun knowing the whole story and two see if i can pick up what violet's fucking second signet will be uh i think i got it maybe maybe i haven't finished but can you tell me and we'll bleep it out or we could keep it. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, I can tell you because because I, I can just use the clues in book one. Okay, cool. So, okay. Oh, and because it's not said in Iron Flame, it's not said, so yeah. it does. Okay, oh, it doesn't matter. So okay, so I think that, and this is not including like a big plot point in Iron Flame because we're not talking spoilers for Iron Flame here. But like, I'm aware of it. I know. Okay, uh, but here using just uh, fourth wing, I think Violet's second signet is going to be uh, some sort of either adaptation, okay, or some sort of like shifting ability, okay, to like to kind of like shoot off from like adaptation, some because um, it is. Her joints, her ability, mm. like her, like her, her, like her weakness will also be her strength. Yes, yes, everything in balance. Oh yeah, that makes absolutely, absolutely. I now saying that I don't, I haven't re- reread it, but playing off of that, I could see it. I could see it, right? Like, because uh, they keep saying, like, you know, nature is balanced. You know, you have tear, and your body is so weak. You know, all, you know, and it's like we got tear with like you know lightning, like uh, Andarna. What what is she gonna give us? What's our second signet from Andarna? It's like, well, I don't know, but like, what is my body telling me? My body has clues because you know, and also my hair. I because I thought for a while she could be a mender. So, or something off the, you know, some sort of offshoot of Mender, um, or she could be some sort of like, um, like amp- amplifier. Thing. Okay. So, like these are these are my thoughts from from uh, from rereading book one. Okay, so going into Fourth Wing under these conditions, looking for fun, looking for the signet signet we've talked about, going in for fun, no thoughts, head empty, fun, sure. Okay. Yeah. Because when we first, when we first did the fourth wing episode this summer, you had read it about 2.5 times Mm -hmm. then. And it was, you know, whatever, what is everybody talking about? Let's do the pod, this, that, the other thing. This one was a different approach for fun and in a way the pod, but it was just vibes. Did you find it? 
Do you feel like you were more or less critical now that you've done this book three and a half times? I was way less critical, way less critical. I was rolling my eyes at the same, same stuff. Like <laughs> I was rolling my eyes at the scalp prickling. I was rolling my eyes at the sex scenes. I was rolling my eyes at violence. But. Some of the shit that happens in book two is there in book one. So knowing what I know from Iron Flame going back and rereading it, I was like, oh, well, that's fun. But this is fun. Like, I, I understand this. This is fun. So so cousin who I love going in saying that, like, yeah, it was fun. It was fast paced. Like, you didn't have to think a lot. You just kind of went with it. While I disagree on some of that. Uh, I think I enjoyed this reread the way that I did uh, because I was also paying a bit more attention to all the fucking world building that I kind of <laughs> blew off the the first go through. So all that shit about like Tyrandor and like Pormel, all those kingdoms, all these laws, all these timelines, all that king stuff. Uh, I was like, oh, you got to focus more on the politics, which is the stuff that you like. In general, like that is like we've talked about on the podcast before where I'm like, usually like romance was like my foundation and base, but politics was always yours. So you got to focus on those little things and not, you know, it could be because sometimes if you focus all, on all of that, the first read, it already becomes overwhelming. Couldn't tell it because personally, I still can't, can't tell you about the morning stars and the feather tails and the, the OK, dragon stuff gonna keep going <laughs> i know but and like, i'm sure that plays I a role too now. yeah yeah but like i got it now and i think that was really fun so like my my like cousin-in-law who was just reading at like a very surface level had a very good time and like i who had who has like two feet in it now also had like a really fun time this is also i want to say like i'm noting the criticisms i understand all of the drama with rebecca yaros i like i agree with all you know all of that sucks all of it it's shitty okay all of it i'm just acknowledging it but um this was like surface level like a, a good time so so i I mentioned a couple of these things, like I said, to my cousin, like, what about this? Do you remember this? Like, what, what do we think about this? And she had no problems with this stuff. So then I circled around and was like, well, am I a cynical bitch? Is that what this is now? Am I a cynical bitch just like like too snobby to enjoy just like a a, a good book? Am I looking too deeply into everything that I read? And like, I don't know, maybe, but I, I thought that was a really good self-reflective like question to ask because like, so is, like you know, is it me? Hi. <laughs> yeah, is it yeah. me? Is it me? Am I a big snotty bitch? And like, of course, like my initial reaction would be like, oh my God, like, no, obviously, like I read like broadly, like all of this stuff, but like, yeah, probably I'm a little bit judgmental on that stuff because it's it it annoys me <laughs> i'm like trying i'm holding my i'm like ready to fight you against yourself <laughs> because i don't think that i think it, I'll, I'll let you complete your thought and then i will go back to what i was gonna say uh i just i just it was just such a very stark 
contrast between like my cynical little ass being like, rah, 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 what about this? And her being like, no, it was actually like really fun. And I was like, well, I must just be like this little troll just being like gross, 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 because that's that's what it felt like at the time uh, having this conversation with her. No, I feel like I think it's one of those things where and we've mentioned it in other episodes that we're all constantly trying to chase a high that we experienced of our favorite book, favorite author, favorite series. And everybody's, I don't want to say standards because now I sound judgy. Um, but I think that not everybody reads as deep into things as we both do. So because, and, and I will use myself as an example. I, I could kill two romance books in one day when I was, you know, furloughed. So, and I wasn't thinking deep into it. I wasn't thinking about the female cattiness and the female betrayals. And then I did start looking at stuff like that in the things that I read and like the red flags and the gaslighting with like, if there's like, if it was romance. And I feel like there's a different takeaway that everybody gets with reading. I mean, we, we even, Ask that to anybody who's listening that we're like, look, is it us? Like, tell us, I think um, our Serpent and Dove episode is a perfect example. We're like, on paper, this is everything that we want. What isn't clicking? Same thing with Kingdom of the Wicked series. We're like, we want it to. It's not because we don't want it to be there. It's not because we're cynical. We're just, we have a different, we want something different out of the books that we're reading that may, that, that maybe others aren't. I don't know if that like solidifies if that defends, but I'm like, no. Well, here's the thing. The one thing that uh, cousin-in-law and I absolutely did agree on, which is uh, very funny to me, was that we absolutely do not want this as any sort of uh, like live action TV show. Absolutely not. When it's already been confirmed for a TV adaptation. It's been confirmed whether that actually fleshes out. Like right now, we just know that the rights are, um, you know, there. Yeah. And both of us were just like, absolutely not. Can you imagine how are they going to do the dragon talking in the head? How are they going to do Zayden and Violet talking to each other in their head? How are they going to show her like grounding in the archives? We rah, rah, lightning, rah. <laughs> How are they going to do that where it's not going to look like asinine, right? Or cheap. Yeah, I'm almost like wondering if it would just glaring Animated. at each other and then it's parentheses you know when it's not like you know we choose to put subtitles there but when they have like the force like speaks tele you know telepathically (laughs) in italics i don't know it's just gonna be weird so just you know animate it again this is also my stance for the akatar tv show just animate it please just like alleviate all of the bullying all of the horrible fan battles for casting all of that stuff just animate it and be done with it um i don't think they will but she and i agreed on this like we we just don't want this as something live action because it'll look stupid and it will take away from um this thing that she really enjoyed and she's like no i really want to see it you know out there but i want to see it with like high quality like high level stuff i feel like that's our gripe 
in general for any fantasy reader because you don't want it half-assed because then and it also depends like on how you're approaching it too because we have many episodes if you've been following along where we've personally said you know what this could be assigned to this studio and be made into this adaptation because the focuses are on this and not that um but when it again when it comes to fantasy there is a certain there, there is a standard. There is, you know, and it, it almost makes sense to be like, if you can't have it at this standard, then we don't want it at all. Well, and that just kind of flows into my second point because she, as she and I were talking about this, she was like, you know, uh, I am just so upset that they canceled Shadow and Bone. She's like, I, you know, I really liked that show. I really liked that series. And this is again where she and I clash. And I was like, you did. Who is this person? <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm, and of course, uh, you know, I'm not talking about the TV show. Like, um, TV show's fine. Ben Barnes, thank you. Um, and the way that it ended is shitty and everything is really bad. I am not a huge fan of the books. I'm on record for saying this. So I looked at her and I was like, are you, do you read the books? She's I like, mean, yeah. our episode is called Shadow and Groans. Yeah. I mean, we're not quiet this about is, that. Yeah, we're not quiet about it. And she's like, yeah, no, I really liked it. And I was like, Really? And like, I went through the plot and I was like, Did Mal, she, I am become I, a blade, Mal. And she was like, yeah, he's, he's dumb. I was going to say, I was like, what did she think about Mal? I was like, I feel like that is always a point of contention with some people. Yeah. She was like, no, that was really dumb. I don't like that she ended up with her best friend. Like, I don't like that she lost her powers. And I was just like, then, then you don't really like this. Book. <laughs> then do you even like, like it? <laughs> do you even like this? And she's like, no, but I do. I like the journey. I, you know, I like the world. But I was like, okay, okay. Okay, and she had read the other ones that are set in that world too. I was like, she likes the world. I was like, okay, okay, she likes the Six of Crows, you know. So obviously, I mean, it's hard not to like the Six of Crows. Yeah, it's they're easy to love. Um, but it was just, it was just like, oh, okay. So then, of course, we started talking about uh fantasy shows in general and how I'm loving this transition and conversation for you though still during the holidays oh yeah no it was really fun so we were just we were just like talking about fantasy shows in general and how it is so easy to make them embarrassing yeah and and cheap and and just something that is laughable and how that in and of itself um, makes it easier to dismiss fantasy and yeah. everything about it. And kind of it's easier for you to take it less seriously because you have the pillars like Lord of the Rings and like all of these fantastic like books and movies. I'm talking specifically like movies um, and, and the TV show. But then you have so much other stuff that is mid and bad that it feels like the money isn't there anymore. Do you know what I mean? It probably isn't. Mm. Or it's the whole like capitalist mentality of the money is there, but it would rather go to pockets than production. Um because obviously, I mean, if anything with the SAG AFTRA and WGA strikes, like if you're looking at what they were asking for from like a monetary perspective, you're like, that's pennies. That's pennies. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just a very interesting conversation all centered around fourth wing. And I just had this like massive self-reflection, just talking, talking to my cousin-in-law, just kind of about my mentality approaching things and, and everything. Um, and, 
And I guess my final thoughts on fourth wing would be uh, if you have no thoughts, head empty. <laughs> it's 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 fun because like, it go is for the vibes. Fast, yeah, go for the vibes because it is fast paced enough. Yeah. Where if if you just if you just like go with it and you're just kind of like whatever and you're not uh, like taking notes, I guess and you're not you're not like deep diving into it. Then it is really fun. And then on the flip side of that, if you have done the work, then like a reread where I'm at now is again fun. I feel like that might be how like when we do our Iron Flame episode, because right now I'm just reading it. I'm not reading it for pod purposes. I'm not reading it to take notes. I'm just vibing. And somebody else was asking me, they were like, oh, what do you think about it? And I think it was actually somebody from work because she was asking, like, have you read Fourth Wing? Have you? I was like, some people love it. I'm, you know, if if you're just looking to, you know, go for vibes, go for vibes. Like, I didn't, I don't have, and I think I could speak for you too, have this vested interest in it the way some people do. And I'm not shitting on the people who do. Like, go do you. We all have the things that we love. Um who doesn't want to be a part of a new fandom? That's super exciting. I'm just not in it. I'm not saying it's awful. I'm just saying like, I'm not in it the way other people are. Well, and you bring me to my last, my last oh, point. These are great transition. Last, <laughs> I know. You bring me to my last point, which is cousin-in-law said that she hates Zayden, which stopped me in my fucking tracks. Oh, especially at the end. Like, I know. I like, know that Rebecca Yarrow, she was at some conference or speak whatever um in the uk over the summer and she said that she was basically like a dane apologist so is that where cousin like does she like dane does she prefer or is she like look i'm not team boys i'm just like team violet i don't know because i was so fucking taken aback by her (laughs) being like i hate zayden so much i was just like so when i talk about my self-reflection i took a step back like quite literally and i went why that's the most shocking of it all for i've never heard of somebody uh coming away from fourth wing saying i I don't know what they're saying about iron flame i've been avoiding spoilers um saying that they don't like zeta yeah she hated that the pov switch to him at the end she absolutely hated it she hated being anywhere near his his thoughts Uh, She doesn't find him attractive. She thinks he's overbearing, sexist. He betrayed her. You know, he's just disgusting. Like all, all, she's she's in it for Iron Flame, from what I I read so far. I know. So I was like looking at her, and I was like, "She's like, yeah, he's so toxic." And I was like, "Ah, I love toxic men. Like, like, like this is a person." What's her thoughts on Reese? I will get there. I will get there. So, so many questions. So here I am, slack jawed staring at her telling her telling me that she doesn't like zayden because he's toxic and all these things my self-reflection i love toxic men i have no problem with zayden yeah he lied to her yeah he betrayed her but eh, it's like there's greater a good there's a reason he has a tragic backstory like oh his family's dead like i was making all these excuses and i was just like oh my god what the flag, she's is looking, the flag yeah, is pink yeah, the flag is pink pink's one of my favorite colors and she's looking at me she's like oh, wh- why are you defend-? i was like i don't know i don't know but i am what like because i was like offended i was offended. like like she was calling me out like my personal taste in men and i was just like 
Well, damn. Okay. <laughs> all, all right. So, so to answer your question, what does she think about Reese? Just I didn't fucking ask her. How could you I, after that? How could I? My brain was blown apart. I was just like, oh my god. My whole self was just like on question. I was shocked. I was shocked to my core. So I was like, well, if she thinks that way about Zayden. <laughs> Is she a tablet girly? Like, oh my god, that's these I are the things that I'm thinking. Know. These are like, the things like we have a personal friend. Well, I'm not gonna put her on blast here. Who is we should absolute, though? We should. She's we listening. should. You know it. <laughs> she knows who she is. Is an absolute Tamlin apologist, and I'm just like, and she's also like an El real girly. I know she told me she told you, and I was like, yeah. I can excuse a lot of things. Um. But Tamlin apologies is just not it. It's just not it. You know, what did I tell her? I was very disappointed. She was like, Laura's disappointed. <laughs> She's like, I already heard it from Laura. And I was like, look, everybody's, you know, I'm just team. I want Asriel happy. I have my preference um, as a Gwenriel stan. Please don't come for me. But like, if he does end up with the lane, go for it. Like, as long as he's happy, that boy. But... We didn't talk about it at all. How at could all. you? At, uh, how could I? How could I bring up Reese? How could I bring up Azzy? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Oh my but then, God. but then, but, and I she's was read also, them. She's read them. Like, she's confirmed, read them. Read she's them. read them. Okay. Confirmed. She's read all. She said, all, uh, when you finish all of Sarah J. Mass, you should go to fourth wing. That's what I was told. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck told you that? But and obviously, <laughs> obviously, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I was going to say, obviously, but, it wasn't you. Obviously, it wasn't me. Obviously, say it wasn't me but i was just like fuck dude so then it got me thinking like well well what else has she read that we would just like fundamentally disagree on and i was like well probably castile probably like all of these like oh my god i'm actually like wearing my castile yeah (laughs) from all these boys that have like secrets, you know, that like betray, you I know, do. that re- do the big reveal that like we love because it's like, ooh, but like, I'm, like she- I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head about how can anybody walk away not liking Castile? And now I'm thinking, but how could anybody walk away not liking any of these other people? At least she's on the same ground of not liking Mal. Well, yeah, I know. So that's why I was like so completely like turned on my ass about this. So like this self-reflection that I've been doing since fucking Thanksgiving has been astronomical. And it's just like, wow. So it, it, it made me broaden my perspective when I reread Fourth Wing because I also had in the back of my head, like there are a f- faction of people that don't like Zayden. So let me like go into this being like, all right, like maybe I don't like Zayden either. And I came out of it being like, oh, I like, I actually like him a lot more. You know, but that's because I mean, you went in it with vibes. You already knew the backstory. You knew the plot. You were focusing on the things that you weren't focusing on the first two and a half times. So it really was like, actually, if possible, he's even better. It was just why it was wild. And then, and then, it, I didn't, like I said, I didn't even bring up the, like, the Dane thing because, like, uh, Rebecca Yaros did say that she's a Dane apologist and I, ugh, I finished fourth, or I finished Iron Flame and I just like, eh. but it, it, it just, it just 
really made me switch my perspective on things and just being like, well, I'm just like a whiny little bitch about things and I like all the villains. And I guess that just makes me this like weird little niche person. No, liking the villains has nothing about being a whiny bitch and you're not a whiny bitch. So like I said, I'm going to fight you and fight anybody else. Uh, to like to, I was like, I'm fighting you for yourself. I'm fighting anybody else for you. Um, I'm just like, oh, how does it feel for you to have, not you, um, but like general you to have a wrong opinion <laughs> because I'm fighting. Like I was like, absolutely not. Team Laura all the way. Well, I, it's 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 really been it's really been wild. So that's why I was so excited to talk to you about all of this. I have been keeping this under wraps. <laughs> really, when you said you're like, oh, I'm going to talk about a Thanksgiving story before we get into it, I was like, oh, I thought it was just like a little. Qu- I didn't realize it was the foundation. For oh, yeah. you to be like, wait, that's the episode. That's what I need to revisit. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a storyteller. <laughs> that is, I'm like... We went so, on a journey together. Did you, did either of you, obviously you walked away with something different. Did she walk away with any changed perspective or at least good book? Like, did you walk like, oh, well, you should read... No, 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 no. She probably walked away with like, she's a little bitch about this. (laughs) Because I was like, no, because I feel like I would have been like, you know what? How about you? I mean, that's exactly what what got us into our, again, like this anniversary episode and exploring fantasy more. I'm like, well, how about you give me something that you love? Give me suggestions to like, so I can see it from a different perspective. Because even with The Cruel Prince, that the trilogy, I wasn't sold on it the first two books. The third one is finally when I came around because I already had the foundation and then rereading them, I was like, this is everything but it's still not you you, it's fun and all about like you know feminism and politics and like being a badass like on like i i am a jude stan till i die um but you can but it was still had the lightness that you didn't have to like you could still be in fantasy but not be like completely tortured for the rest of your life for it um which is so fun so i feel like and then i was like give me more give me more so and i feel like even with like certain things that we approach i'm like maybe i need a different need a different perspective i know i've texted you to be like is it me like tell me if i'm wrong and you're like actually you're not wrong and i could hear you being frustrated but like what is it so i feel like it's interesting that she didn't say like you know what how about you give me a recommendation that like maybe i could see a different perspective from no but i also think it's hard for people to want to look beyond the perspective that they're familiar with and also it's like a fa- it was like a holiday so it was also like family stuff so we we're also like in the kitchen we weren't around each other a lot there's other people there it's busy it's not just like this one-on-one like we were doing dishes like talking okay. about this we were like making mashed potatoes talking about this i can just imagine you doing dishes and full full stopping yeah, no, you see, you know exactly, you know exactly what I was doing. I was like fucking slack John. I look like a monster. Um, so yeah, so that, that is my, that is my reflection over the year. I chose fourth wing. Those are my reasons. Uh, so happy to share with you. I, I can't believe you've been have, holding on. Every time I was like, how was Thanksgiving? I, and I was like, look, if she doesn't want to talk about Thanksgiving, she's, I just, there's bitch, only so I had a story to tell. <laughs> you have been waiting. And I feel like that probably you're like, if I say something now, it's I just will all give it away. Run, it's just, yeah, it's just all going to unravel. And this whole time I'm like, you know what? Maybe, you know, shit's going down. I get it. So maybe she doesn't want to talk about it. 
I've been keeping it in. I've been keeping it in. It's been absolutely killing me. I hate keeping secrets. Kate keeping secrets. Yes. Uh, but that, that is it. I am done. That is, that is all I have to say. Uh, I feel very self-reflective because I do feel that I saw myself like in a, in a different way, like through her eyes, which is really interesting. And the fact that we just like didn't have, have an opportunity to, explore like other options for books and things and the fact that she like read all of sarah's stuff and just like randomly came to me with this like we don't speak outside of relation outside of these holidays not because we don't like each other it's just like not how that family like works and it's like it's just not how it is yeah yeah, it just is how it is so uh to have her like read all of these books come to me like know that i was going to talk about it was like such a moment and i was so utterly completely like shocked and and, like shell shocked by what she was telling me that the moment of self-reflection and the opportunity was just too good to waste how fun how fun but also i'm still defending you because like you're like you know what and this is an opportunity for me no a little troll no, no, never. Because I'm just like, but I think that is also showing growth as a person to be even like, you know what, maybe, maybe I need to take a step back. And then at the end of it, I'm still like, no, you, you, you're, you're fine. You're, I, I appreciate, like, I think everybody can be like, we appreciate the self-reflectiveness, but no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're fine. Honestly, our, I love this format for this episode so much that I look forward to this episode every single year. And I am now, even though we are finished with this episode, I am looking forward to next year's episode and another moment. I'm looking forward because this is so fun. And I feel like I never, I think I get more nervous initially um, because I'm like, I, I don't, I never, I never lead you're like always the sensei and everything. So I get so nervous because I don't lead when it comes to the podcast and like taking, breaking this whole thing down. It was super fun. Both of them. Cause they're also both, we're talking about fandoms. We're talking about, you know, not just books, like all of the things that we encompass. We talk about like, like cult classic movies. Um, I, it was really fun. I'm glad we did this and I can't wait to do it again. That being said, um, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We are at Acafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for another year and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.